Welcome to the Lifebox Media Channel Radio Podcast. It's my esteemed pleasure to have on. He's an actor. He's a stuntman. It's Mark Anthony. How are you today? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. How you doing today, man? How's everything going on with you? Uh, I just got done with the producer meeting for another film, hopefully with Danny Trejo's. I'm pretty excited about it. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. Congratulations on that. Yes, sir. How you been holding up through everything, man? Through COVID and everything? How you been holding up? Actually, um, I was in L.A. Uh, doing some stunt uh, driving classes up there and uh, messing around with, my, with some of my stunt buddies. And when the COVID started breaking out in March, um, I was heading back towards New Mexico to see my mom. And everything shut down. And then I was only... I was only dead for like April and May. Come, come June, I moved my company from LA to Austin, and I was I've been busy ever since. I've been working on films June, July, all the way, and still I'm still working. Well, I guess you can kind of like limit your contact with a lot of people with stunt driving and things like that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, oh definitely, yeah, sure, and um, and doing stunts, you know, like you know, of course I work with a small crew sometimes and. Um, you know, we're very careful on that. Even through the pandemic, we're very careful. How'd you get involved in this, man? How'd you get involved with stunts? I mean, it's a very cool thing, but it's a very unique club, man. You know, it's very unique. Um, honestly, I tell people I fell into it because <laughs> I, I was special. I, I was special ed, and I wasn't. I, I knew I wasn't gonna be a doctor, or a lawyer, or anything like that. I graduated high school at 21 years old from Austin, Austin, Texas. And right out of high school, I got my first role on Kickboxer 4 with Sasha Mitchell. And nice. Yeah, so I kind of just have friends, you know, friends that were Power Rangers, guys with friends with Ninja Turtles. Um, they were like, hey, yeah, you should come do a film, but I didn't have the speech for it. I didn't, I talked too fast, and I wasn't an actor. So, but I can get thrown through a window, and I can do some cool fights and weapons, so that's what got me the roles. Nice. And you just kind of like build your repertoire and kept going, right? Your resume. Um, yes, sir. I, and I kind of did it like it wasn't my passion, though. My passion was fighting. I used to love to fight. So back in the early 90s, well, I've been doing this since 70s. But um, but in the early 90s, I was uh, competing in, in every tournament I could find, karate, kickboxing, boxing. Um, and then when MMA came out, I started doing MMA. So teaching martial arts and, and fighting was my passion. But then... I would do films here and there. And as I got older, I transitioned more towards film because my body was starting to hurt more right. from fighting, from the training, from the, the rigorous training and the fighting and getting punched in the face and getting, you know. So I, I, I kind of went the different route, like going towards film. What, what is, uh, who are some of the heroes you looked up to growing up in, in martial arts and, and on, on screen, man? Um, I, I usually don't get starstruck, but you know, like like most guys my age, um, Bruce Lee, of course, Van Damme, people like that. And then I, when I actually worked on Van Damme's film, it was really cool because, you know, I looked up to him because of his flexibility and his physique. So he was able to do things that, you know, most people couldn't do. <laughs> right. No, 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 definitely. I'm Jean-Claude Van Damme is definitely, uh, he changed a lot of the way things were looked at. I mean, you know, and of course, Bruce Lee, man, me growing up, you know, I'm, I'm still a big Bruce Lee fan. Uh, to this day, um, you know, he's he's on my my list of people that I never had the opportunity to meet. I've met almost everybody I've ever wanted to meet, and him, Elvis, John Wayne, Steve McQueen. That kind of like puts that list right there, you know. And of course, 
they're all gone, so I didn't have a chance to meet them. But he's on that list of, uh, you know, the people you, you always want to meet, you know. And uh, But, uh, you know, no, so that's really cool. I mean, to see, you know, see you growing up. How did it feel like, you know, all of a sudden when, you, when you're watching yourself on screen? Um, sometimes as a stunt double, you, you don't get seen unless you're, unless you're a character. So I have played a character before where I'm either a bad guy or, 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 you know, doing stunts and then I, I'll be a bad guy for a small part. And then when you see some actors doing the stunts, but it's not them, it's actually me doing it. Right. That's actually pretty cool because I know I did that right. and it's all about angles and stuff. So, but now that I'm getting older, I've been pushing more towards the acting and doing stunts. So now I'm actually getting lead roles now, and I'm getting more more acting roles. So I'm now I'm doing acting and stunt coordinating now. That's awesome. Um, you know, it's, when somebody wants to call up and say, "Hey, man, look, I want to be a stunt man," what do you say to them? I say, "Great." Um, I, I never I never turned down anybody the opportunity. Like when I when I teach my classes, a lot of people. A lot of stunt guys keep their circle very small, tight. Right. They don't teach people because they want—they don't want the competition, right? Me, I like to elevate myself, so I teach everybody. So if anybody wants to learn, they come to me and they take my classes, they take my seminars, uh, whatever. And uh, I tell them all the time, look, you take my classes, there's 20 of you guys out here. Five of you guys might want to join my team. Five of you guys might start your own team. That's fine. And if I, if I taught you something valuable, more important safety, then I'm happy. And if you get a job and, and cut me out of a job, I'm happy for you. But it's my it's my it's my um, duty, it's it's my obligation to give them my best performance, my best uh, the best me. And I am union, so you know I'll go by side side rate. So if some of these guys take my course and they go do independent films. I'm happy for them. I want people to learn the safe way how to do things. And I don't. It doesn't matter what your physique is like. Everybody can start training. Even, even if you're not the person falling off the wall, uh, off a building, there's always three or four people behind the scenes making sure you're, you're safe. So there's always opportunity for other people to be involved. You don't have to be the physical person getting thrown through a wall. Right, right. Yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah, I don't bump like I used to. <laughs> you know, right? No, no, I, I think it's important because of the fact that you can be playing any part. And, and, and you know, people don't realize how hard stunt work is, you know. I mean, it can be very hard, and it can be very taxing. It can be a lot of fun, but uh, as far as the fact of, is it easy for you to learn the repetitions and fights and things like that in the sequences? Oh, yeah. That's easy for me because I've been doing you know, martial arts all my life and, and uh, combative sports. Yeah, so it's a lot easier for me, but it's harder to teach people that have never done anything like that because... The, the perception of showing the fight skill is really tough if you don't have a combative background. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, because obviously, you know, to, to the layman out there, they're looking at it going, man, you know, he, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a series of com uh, combinations of things you're putting together. But by the, t by the time it's just not that, it's how you make it look. And by the time you get there that it's, uh, it looks incredible, you put in a lot of hard work to get there. Right, yeah, it's, 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 you know, and kids are really good at it because kids play fight all the time. But when we get become more adult, we start like we don't and and, and doing the fighting techniques aren't our passion, and we want to be in stunts. It's really good to have a martial arts background because you already know how dynamics work. All we got to do is tweak it a little bit and teach you how to sell it. You got to be able to sell it and make it look believable without actually getting hurt. Right. 
Now, how do you what what do you what do you tell people when when they sit there and say, "Hey, man, look, you know, I mean, uh, that you know, it, it it it's all easy, it's all fake, it's you know, this that, and the other thing." I mean, because falling downstairs is falling downstairs. You know, all right. you know. So, I mean, what do you tell people when you're on? Because that, I'm sure you've been banged up a bunch. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. I've, I've. People get broken arm. People die. <laughs> I mean, right. it, 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 it's not like you know. People think stunt work, and oh, they're not really falling off the building. Well, yes, we are, but we're falling on a mat, okay, an airbag, and wire work. People think wire work's real easy because it's wires. You're not gonna get hurt. Trust me. I've seen people get hurt doing wire work, fire burns. Yes, it's not real. No one's really getting burnt. But if you don't layer that gel on correctly, you don't have the right amount of layers. If you don't have the right amount of solution, like protective solution and fire solution, um, yeah, it looks cool on film, but I see people get hurt. I've been hurt before. And it's because you rush sometimes. Sometimes you rush, and, and it's all about being patient. And a director will try to push you to get that shot done. But initially... If you're a stunt coordinator, your job is to make sure safety is always number one for right. everybody. And if anybody gets hurt, it's going to come back on you. So now that I'm doing stunt coordinating, I want to make sure that everybody's safe or we give them the best results. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, that, that is – safety is number one on it without a doubt, and that's that's for real. And I like the fact – you know, and, and it is it is tiring. Sometimes some of those small, intricate things – you know, you know that you did that on screen took uh, thirty five seconds, took eight hours to film. You know. Oh yeah. Oh. Yep. And, I'm gonna blow up a car. I'm, a, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna blow up a car here pretty soon in Las Vegas. We're gonna have the back end. So the car's gonna be driving, and the back end's gonna flip over and land on the top. And it's gonna take me take us all day to film that one shot. But <laughs> we're gonna do it. The MGM. And we're going to do it without pyrotechnics. So we're going to use these fake poofers made out of propane to get the stimulation of the, of the explosion, which is going to look real. But I'm going to use wires to flip that truck on a certain time to make it land right on the head. You know what I mean? So right. it'll take all day to prep that. And it, it takes me a week to, to prep the, the, the mechanism I'm going to use to make that truck do that. So people think that, you know... Oh yeah, I just flip this truck. No, you just can't flip a truck. <laughs> right? No, it's it's not that simple. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do driving, you know, that, that you can make it look unbelievable, but you just can't make that car flip the same way every time. And you know, there's a lot a lot of preparation in that. Um, you're doing it the old school way though, man. So because you're actually making something go boom, so that's kind of got to be fun in a way. Is the, the the kid part in you, right? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and and there's like, um, when you're doing these stunts, like, it, you got to think about it too. When you're doing precision driving, like for films, you don't just get in the car and do it. You got to train and train and train. Even when you do fight choreography or you're doing fire burns, it's all that preparation leading to that one time you're going to do this special technique or a special stunt. You know what I mean? Absolutely. How did you learn how to do the intricate parts of, uh, of uh, you know, like the wires with the cars and things like that. I mean, because that's not that's just not your everyday. You know, learn some fight sequences, stuntman stuff. Yeah, I call that I call that stuff next level stunts because fight choreography is pretty common. Everybody can anybody can practice in their backyard and start. You know, anybody can practice that. But to do equipment, use equipment, and and you can't buy this equipment. You can buy an airbag, you can buy some mats, but you cannot buy 
uh, ratchets and some of this wire work rigging. You, you have to like know how to make it because that's what keeps the stunt world so so uh, uh, close is because you have to know and knowledge and know how to make this stuff to make it work right. And but there's not a company that sells it. So that's how we keep the jobs going between certain people, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, for me to learn how to do this kind of stuff, honestly, um, I've been told a million times in Hollywood, now, uh, you know, they, they wouldn't help me because they didn't know me. And after, after being told, like, no, so many times, I've met a few people throughout the past 20, 30 years that have said, yeah, yeah, come over to my house. I'll show you how to do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know what? This is how you do that. And then, now I'm at that point where I can just call my mentors and say, hey, I've got this problem. I need to figure this out. And they'll come down and help me out or I'll go to them. And, and that's, the, that's the way it works. you gotta, you got to befriend somebody that knows how to do something. Right. And because you also get taught right. You don't get taught by the guy that's watered down in training that, you know, kind of took two weeks or whatever. And you're, you're learning it from the, from the best. Exactly. And if you try to YouTube it and learn like that, you might get lucky and get away with it. But YouTube... Trust me, if you're going to do stunts and it's dangerous, I would not do watch a YouTube video and go try something, not without knowing exactly how it works, because that's when people get hurt. Right, because, you know, there's one thing you can't replace, and that's that that's that a piece of knowledge that you know how far you're pushing the car, how far you're pushing that rope, how far you're pushing the angle you're at, or any, any of those things. That comes with experience, right? Oh, yes, sir. Um... Like now, uh, in, in rigging, somebody has to learn somewhere. And then that person probably crashed a, a, a dozen cars before he figured out how to do uh, uh, two wheels, right on two wheels. Now, we build dollies for them. We make these little doll training wheels. We can go on two wheels like Dukes of Hazards and uh, Transformers. So we can teach people how to ski a car. It's called skiing. So now there's ways to cut, uh, cut through some of the... The, the bad habits or some of the, the, the faults that people make to teach them how to do stuff correctly without damaging the cars and stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of really cool ways, but you just got to connect with the right people. Right, and, and of course, cost is a big deal too, so they want to bring production you know costs down, so they don't want to pay for five cars when they can take care of two. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen, I've heard of horror stories where Fast and Furious, my buddy, um, Grady Bishop, out of Dallas, Texas, he was on a Fast and Furious, the stunt coordinator, and one of the guys from L.A., I don't know what it is, I would never say the name, but one of the guys, they told the production, said, move this car over here, we need this car for a shot. Remember when all the cars came out of the garage, like all the cars came out? Yeah. And the trucks, yeah, so, the, so they, they, had, they had ramps, so the cars would come down these ramps. Well, he opened up the garage door and drove off without a ramp and crashed the car. And... Whoa. Needless to say, people like that, they, 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 they get fired right away. <laughs> but, so, yeah, so these, the production, every time you crash a car that's on production, especially if it's a, a car that's used by the talent for like several things and they don't have a lot of them, yeah, it costs production like, quite a bit of money. And to be honest, time is money. So when they're having to like move that car and like take up more time, the production is getting very upset. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I've had scenes where all of a sudden, you know, just because you use an old classic car, and for whatever reason, the car overheats, and everybody's like, what the hell? Well, where's the next car? Well, it's the block, or, you know, it's around the corner, it's around the block. Well, by the time they get it up there, and they get that car that's overheated out of the way, get the new car in there, I mean, you're you're down an hour and change, 
and 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 production costs because everybody's standing around not doing anything. Oh yeah, and 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 people don't understand directors. Sometimes they get very upset, and I understand it. They, they I, I totally get it. But there has to be a level of of uh, uh, compassion still. Like when I'm when I'm on set, stunt coordinator, I don't cuss at my guys. You know, I may get upset sometimes, and I say, "Look, we'll talk later," and this has to be done right now. But you know, I'm very try to keep very professional. Everybody's stressed out. People think making movies is easy, and it is not easy. Trust me. <laughs> No, no, that that's that's for that's for sure. I mean, it, it can be a lot of fun, but it's a lot it's a lot more fun when it's done. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. There's been times where I just want to like walk off, but I can't do that because you know you got to you got to take care of your integrity. So right. you know you know you got to you just got to stuck it up and say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. This is, this is the worst day I have, and it's okay. Then my next one's gonna be ten times better. <laughs> I have I have to state that stun driving is a lot of fun, though. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, oh yeah you know it is a lot of fun precision driving and stunt driving is a lot of fun um you know, i now know you don't go out and do it ladies and gentlemen unless you're properly trained but you know i'm just saying with mark here that you know it is a lot of fun i mean uh right it is right <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know it, it definitely gets a little adrenaline going so it doesn't matter and, and doing driving you don't have to be like this super in-state person, you can be, I got guys who are like 60 years old that are taking my classes, I got a pastor at a church taking my classes because of something on his bucket list he's always wanted to do. Oh, now that's an awesome story, I love that, that's really awesome, I mean that is really cool, I mean hey, it makes you, uh, gives you great reactions for, uh, God forbid if something happens on the road. Oh yeah, exactly, yeah, you know what, you're absolutely right, and I'm also starting classes to where people could take my classes and, and practice like losing control of the car and gaining control. Like you know, when you're down the road and you get it past the water and the back, the back end starts to like hydroplane. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna start teaching like offering classes for teenagers for parents to teach their kids how to safely pull the get the car back in gate so they don't wreck. You know, man. I I I'll tell you what, Mark. I say this often, and I love that you're doing that. Because, you know, it takes a prop, you know, at 55 miles an hour, it takes approximately, you know, 225 feet, give or take us to stop. And that's with every condition being perfect, you know, give or right. take us. And, and, you know, I tell people that they laugh at me, but, you know, man, it, it happens super quick. And I don't, you know, and you, of course, of anybody will know that that's, you know, a 25th of a second timing can be everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And most people are slamming the brakes. And they'll ride that brake. That's the worst thing you can do. So we want to make sure people take our classes that, like for that type of deal, that they're learning reaction, uh, proper car uh, uh, manipulation, so you can kind of get the car back on track. Oh yeah, I mean you know, and and the fact that I think the other second thing is they overcompensate with a wheel, right? Oh yeah, exactly. You know, and that sends you that sends you, and, and it all depends on, and and these are all of course with. You know, complete with the best uh, situations. It doesn't mean an old car. It doesn't mean a malfunction. It means with everything being perfect and precise, it doesn't take into effect of if, you know, your tire is worn or whatever. Yeah, your brakes are bad, too. It's a, lot of, a lot of people drive around on brakes that aren't, aren't that good because they don't they don't maintain their cars. And then, you know, you know that, that those are hazards that we, we can avoid, you know? Right, exactly. Man, you know, I, th I think I think you and I should talk about doing some videos on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and uh, you know what's crazy? 
crazy is I was talking to this guy a while ago about, um, I'm here in Austin, Texas. Right. And I go all over the country. I go all over the country doing uh, um, seminars. Uh, I teach I teach stunts. But also, I have an anti-bullying program and a domestic violence program. So what I'm going to start doing now because of post-COVID, I'm trying to do is like, I'm trying to get to where I'm going to go to the, to the inner cities where the kids are, the park, and do like a stunt show for free. And then I'm going to start mentoring these kids and tell them, look, we need to like, we, we need to start doing better for ourselves. You know, we need to start like, like uh, taking care of our, our streets, taking care of our homeless, taking care of each other, start treating each other like, nice, like you know, with more respect and more compassion. You know, because people could be having a bad day and then they have, a, you know, someone cuts you off by accident and not noticing because they're crying or upset. And then all of a sudden the fight breaks out because you think that person cuts you off as being an asshole. You know what I mean? And, and so if we could just have more compassion for each other as human beings, so me and my stunt guys and girls, we're going to start doing our first one here in Austin, Texas this year. And we're going to start hitting different parks across the country and mentoring kids. We're going to go everywhere. I love that, man. And that's and that's true, man. Sometimes you don't think because we're wrapped up in our own stuff. And we're, I got to get to work. I got to get to get pick up the kids. I got to get whatever. Somebody cuts you off. It might be intentional. It might not be unintentional or whatever else. But, you know, they might be going through their own stuff. And they're just not seeing what happened, and they're just, you know, tunnel visioned on you. That's a great point, man, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad you brought up the bullying part because obviously you sit there said, you know, you ran a special ed program, you know, you, you, you were in it at school, and, you know, that was part of your deal at school. Did you take a lot of stuff growing up, man? Oh, man, I was special ed, so, yeah, I had a lot. <laughs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm Latino, but I look white, so me I got too, beat up too, in my own me neighborhood. Too, me too. <laughs> you know then you know you know I'm, I'm half Cherokee Indian half Mexican and I just look I look like a gringo <laughs> yeah and, and when you were a kid I bet you got picked on just because you look different right absolutely buddy absolutely so yeah they made me tough it. though I don't, I don't think but not, but, but not everybody can, can, can accept that so you know I know what it's like you know what it's like yes. so I'm trying to make it to where people don't have to go through that unless they really really have to but why should we? I mean, if everybody had been just, you know, I'm a really cool dude. If, if the kids in my neighborhood would have just been cool with me, we could have played more and had more fun yep. instead of beating me up all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, until until you get to the fact that, you know, I mean, you can't, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, I, I joke about this now as being an adult, and I've, you know, I became a top-level professional athlete and everything else is, you know, and, and and like you, you know, done, you know, done not to your level, though, done some stunts and stuff. You know, what got to the point that those people wouldn't, couldn't beat me up anymore, but that wore on me a exactly. lot, man. That wore on me a lot, you know, and I, and, you know, talking to a, to a brother that's been through this, you know, and this kind of thing, man, it wears on your nerves. I could have been that poster child of, if I would have had a different attitude that, you know, would have gone off on everybody. You know, so yeah. I mean, you know what? Right. I bet when you were a kid, I gotta ask you this question. Sure. Okay. When you were a kid, did you have like a list of people that you wanted to get back? I had a list. I had a list of all these people that I wanted to get: teachers, uh, other students, guys down the street that beat me up. And I had like a list of like fifteen people. And when and one day I was gonna beat these people up. And one of the guys used to chase me to school when I was in elementary school. He was a junior high kid. He just chased me to school and knocked me in the mud and pick on me, and I hated him. And so when I got older, I said, I'm going to whip this guy when I get older. And I was a little kid. I ran into him at Walgreens about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and he looked at me and goes, you look familiar. And I had to look down on him because he wasn't so big no more. I was a little kid. <laughs> I had to look, look down on him. I'm six foot tall. 
And now he, this guy's like five, maybe five eight, and real skinny. He looks sick. And uh, he told me his name. And I'm like, I never forgot his name. He told me his name. I go, yeah, that, I'm Mark Anthony. I'm the guy he used to pick on when I was a kid. He goes, oh, man, you own that karate studio down the street. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I've been wanting to put my grandkids in there. And I talked to him for an hour. I let his grandkids come to my class for free. I gave him a job at my place, cleaning up the weeds and stuff so he can make some extra money. And he, he was battling cancer. So he ended up passing away a few years later. Make a long story short, you know, I had this anger toward this guy all my life because of the things he did to me. And I wanted to take him back, but instead I hired him and I took his grandkids in for free. And it, I, I kind of thanked him. I said, look, because of you, I started taking karate. Because of you and some other people, I started learning how to box and fight. And I, I became this person, but I never forgot how I felt in my heart. So I didn't, I didn't become a bad guy that fought. I became a guy that tried to give back and help people. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and yes, I did have a list of some people that I wanted. But, you know, my mom told me, you know, I was raised by a single mom before it was popular or a sport, you know. And I, my mom told me, you know, you show them the best way to show them is when you get to that level and people are looking at you going, oh, wow. Like you said, they're walking into you and you're here you are, you know, you're, you're a grown ass man now and, you know, and, and you're, you're in you know, premier shape and you're making a success of yourself and everything else. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's a different situation. And, and that's, that's what kept me on the level of instead of going and saying, okay, when I become all this, then I go beat them all up. That was, that was the thing that kept me on it is my mom's, advice and, and her faith in me to say showing that look if you become what you want to become then you're really beating up on them but in a different way and like you did you be you manned up and sit there said okay hey man look i can i can help you out this is and, and, and again it was it was uh it was the all that pressure and stuff that got me to that point to say, hey, look, I can get there. So, absolutely, man. You and I are a lot alike, like that. And I know people. We had we had no discussion about this prior to the show. So I'm lo- so glad that you shared the story, man. So we're a lot alike, like that. And I dig that, you know. And you you're showing all these people by your success, and and and, and by your discipline, and that you put out a hand and helped a brother out who, you know, in your mind had never earned it. You know. I agree. I, I totally agree. That's crazy that we we uh you know. I'd like to talk to you more after we get off this conversation <laughs> I, down the road. Absolutely, I, I really think that we have a lot in common. <laughs> With, without a doubt, my friend, without a doubt. But it also, you know, teaches a good lesson when somebody sees you. And I mean, you know, somebody says, hey, man, like, you you got that karate school down the street? Yeah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't so, you know, good thing I did that at nine, when he was nine because now I'm not so bright, you know I mean, you know. Um, right, you know, and, and, and he's a success. You know, hey, look, look at that. I mean, you're doing movies. You're doing. You have a martial arts school. You're teaching anti bullying, and, and that's and that's one of those things that I mean, it is a big deal. And and you know how you feel at that age when you just can't, you just don't know what to do. And I think that's the biggest thing is, in back then, you know, neither one of us, beside, you know, you you didn't know what to do. And, you know, you don't always, you don't want to go to people. You don't want to stooge on them. You want to be a little snitch and go to the teacher. All those things that, you know, you, you were taught, you know, basically you made fun of them to do. And sometimes it didn't help. It made it worse. So, you know, coming up with answers and ideas to this stuff today, I love that you do that, man, because that's really important. And you also teach your people how to defend themselves. Yeah, you know, like Bruce Lee said it best, says the art of fighting without fighting. You know, like teach people, like the karate kid. 
learn to fight, so you don't have to fight. So I, I really resonate with that. I like, you know, as a special ed kid, I got made fun of all the time. And I still get people sometimes, they you know, on Facebook, if I don't say spell something right, they make fun of my spelling. And I just laugh about it. But, you know, you know, I teach people to build up their confidence. So they, they know they don't have to go and, you know, you got to pick and choose your battles. The best way to beat people is to be successful. The best way to beat them is to show them that you don't, they don't bother you. If they bother you, you just keep going forward. They're not worth their time. And if I can get these kids to believe in themselves, then they can do it. Absolutely. If they focused more on being successful themselves, because then, then they'll, be, they'll have the nice house, the nice car, the nice family, the, the, you know, the, the successful job, those kind of things they can do, the education, whatever it is they want to work towards, they use they can use that as an incentive. They can use this, man, I'm not going to let that guy, you know, or that, or that girl always make me feel down. I'm going to be something. And that's exactly how I, I, I worked. I use that as, as a gasoline. I use that as a gasoline to fuel me. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I, 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 I'm, that's crazy. I, I don't meet many people that think just like I do like that and been to similar stuff. That's really cool that I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, no, man. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. But so, I mean, and I'm anxious to see when things start opening up more, man. I'm, you know, I definitely want you to come back on and, 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 and talk about your anti-bullying. I think I want you to come back on and just have a show about that because it's just, it's something that needs to be addressed more. And I hope you'll come back on just for that. Oh, I would love to. Anytime you want me, I'm down. Anytime. Oh, brother, believe me, I appreciate that. So, now, where can people get in contact with you if they want to inquire about uh, learning about stunts, man? Oh, man, just go to my website. It's so simple. Uh, there's no E at the beginning. It's, it's uh, www.extremeforce, with no E, though. It's the X-T-R-E-M-E, Force, Hollywood Stunts. No, no, no. ExtremeForceUSA.com. Okay. ExtremeForceUSA.com. Or they can... Or they can uh, uh, use my number. I got I got a cell number for my business. It's eight five zero six one two two eight four nine. And you all over social media, brother? Oh yeah, uh, extreme force. If you, if you type that in there, uh, it'll pop up my Instagram. It'll pop up my uh, my Facebook page. That's awesome. And wh- what about companies that want to reach out to you that maybe want to hire you for stunts, man? Same thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, shoot me an email, um, xfhollywoodstunts at gmail.com. That's xfhollywoodstunts at gmail.com. And I do commercials. I do model, uh, modeling gigs. I do, um, uh, of course, movies and short films. And don't be afraid that because some people say that they might not be able to afford me. I'm very reasonable. I, I own the equipment, so I don't have to charge you for it. You know, I can use my equipment, just charge you for the time. I, I can work with people, so... Yeah, that, that, that is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, man, stuntman, actor, uh, you know, motivational speaker, Mark Anthony, it's been awesome having you on your show, brother. Believe me, you come back on. I'd love to have you back on Lifebox Media Channel, and we are out.